You might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life. So we're back. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I know. I don't know. We're back. We're just not all here. That's what what it is. I know I was, as we were prepping for this session last minute, because that's how we prep for every um, podcast, I was going through the intro and I was like thinking we're not necessarily teaching anymore. Now we're just talking about how crazy life is and how to try to run a business as we (laughs) are trying to. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We're always teaching because we're always learning, but yes, I'm not an official BC board certified behavior analyst. No. So I don't use any like copywriting infringement on anything. So I mean there's still room for <laughs> for some learning. Well, I mean there's always learning uh especially with <laughs> <laughs> everything that's happening. I think I learn every day. It's just life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and I need to do my quote before we get too far in because I'm going to see if you can figure this one out. Um, So I'm going to try not to give it away, but it's two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. (laughs) Is that the Slim Shady song? No, well, his name is Eminem. We call oh, him, yes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a whole story about Slim Shady that oh. we can definitely talk about. But yeah, like all I can like that song is going through my head. I'm like, okay, that has to be our pop pop culture reference. Guess who's back? Yeah, back again. I, I've seen that movie way more times than I need to see it. Too. <laughs> I probably saw it when I seen it also. I know. Well, I feel like, yeah, I probably did let you all listen to music and see movies you shouldn't see. I think the most uncomfortable movie situation, though, ever was when I, <laughs> when I took you to Brokeback Mountain. Yep. And I didn't fully know. Like, it was fine. Like, I was fine with it, but, I mean, you were, what, 15, 16? Yeah, I was. And I didn't do my research. Yeah, I didn't really do my research. I just remember watching Oprah. Um, And it just was, like, um, like, I thought it was, like, the best. It was supposed to be, like, the best love story of all time. And I just didn't realize like what I, yeah, I just didn't realize everything that was going to entail. And it was really, um, it was, it was just shocking to be like that with my daughter. And like, I think we went with a friend too. And like, it was just, but that was a conservative friend too. Yeah. Very conservative. conservative Yeah. Yeah. Mm Yeah, yep. but that wasn't the worst movie I ever let you watch. So really, no, let's be 100% correct. honest. 
I was just saying, I got that parenting gene as I let my children watch Jurassic World and my youngest son would, or my oldest son, geez, wouldn't go and walk past the, how do I say, animatronic? Animatronic, yeah. Animatronic dinosaurs because he was afraid they were going to eat him. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, guess what? That's not the worst thing you're going to do as a parent. I think we all know that, right? Your therapist has shared that with you. Oh, my therapist got fired. I fired oh, my therapist. So, so what has been going on since the last time we've been here? It's uh, September 28th. September 28th was our last okay. recording. Okay. I looked it up because I was like, so October 1. Okay. A lot has happened. The best part is everyone who is listening. So I create these Google Docs that have a list of what we're supposed to talk about and (laughs) everything we're going to mention. And I fill them out with what I'm supposed to. Would you like to know where the notes are of what has happened since October? I'll give you a hint. They are not in the Google Doc. Not in the Google Doc. I did, however, nicely get a picture of the notes on the notebook (laughs) of what has happened since (laughs) everyone that works for us is like we know the picture note we know that we got it so Mm -hmm. I think the first the the best part um well there was like good parts and bad parts about our little hiatus it was a little longer than we thought it was gonna be yeah but life yeah life sort of like got away from us but yeah there's been some really epic, um, good learning experiences in the last few months. I feel like, I think, do you feel like that? No, I think, yeah, I don't understand exactly where October, November, and the first part of December (laughs) went, considering they all run together when I was trying to figure out when I was in Minnesota last and when everything went down (laughs) what it went down (laughs) how it went down so um it's gonna so there's a couple of good I'm really excited about what this next kind of chunk I guess I don't know that's probably not the right word but the next podcasts are going to be about because I do feel like we are going to have a lot of things that can relate to um this topic so we'll talk about the business stuff when we get to that, but personally, what have you been doing, Britt? Like I haven't seen you or talked to you for so long. It's so, I, I'm not sure. I think I haven't seen you for like (laughs) five days. You had to go up and take care of other children. Like you have other children. Um, I will say, so I, I'm very happy. Um, I did a lot of traveling back to back to back. Um, and got so sick. I had to, your mother had to tell you my mother and Katie had to tell me that I had to leave Minnesota early. Um, so I did a stint of, we went to Las Vegas, my husband and I for our 10 year anniversary and we never take any trips together. Um, we usually are doing them separately, which I don't know what that says about our marriage. But so we finally got to do our 10 year anniversary trip. We went to Vegas, which is hilarious because we lived in Vegas. Um, but while we lived there, we never did any like anything really on the strip. So we went to Vegas. 
um, got back and I think I had a day rest, a day of rest. <laughs> and it was a Sunday. I had a day of rest on Sunday. And then um, you flew into town so I could fly to Minnesota. Fly out. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. had to fly grandma in so that I could go on a work trip because Dustin also was going on a work trip. And during this Minnesota trip, let me just tell you, it is fun. I need to share some of the pictures I have from it because I was just looking over my year and what has happened. Mm -hmm. And one of the pictures I'm just laying on the floor, not sure exactly what's happening, but I'm just laying on the floor. Um, (laughs) And the best part during that trip is I started losing my voice and I thought I was just losing my voice. But I was sitting in the office with um, Brittany and Katie, two of our employees. And all I remember is putting my head on the desk because um, somebody did something that was ridiculous. And the next thing I know, I woke up to a BT knocking on the door. I literally fell asleep during a meeting. That's how much I did not feel good. So then I had to book a flight back home. And try to not act sick, which is probably I'm going to get on a no-fly list now, but uh, (laughs) try not to act sick so that I could get home. And then then I had a week break, and then my grandma went into the hospital. She's doing good now, but so I flew home. I took Huey, and we flew home. We flew to Iowa, and then tried to have my sister give birth because she was like 36 and a half weeks or something like that. She did not (laughs) give birth. I made it back home. Um, And then we went to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. So within two days, Huey and I hit five states. We hit South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Idaho, and Oregon in two days. And then Which, that's how we like to roll. We love it. We love yeah. it. So then I got back and I I don't think I've traveled this month. No, you haven't. Well, the best part during this sickness illness when I was in charge. Okay. So the other grand the other grandparents watched the boys while you went to Vegas and everything was fine. So they leave me in charge. Britt leaves for the airport before school. I take the boys to school. That all goes well. I go to pick up the boys from school and I get a call from the school. And I'm like, hello? And they're like, you need to come get one of the boys there in the office. And I'm like, what? Like, I, so I immediately yeah. thought it was Huey. It was mm-hmm. not. It was, it was my oldest. He even after the phone call, I still thought it was Huey. Still thought it was Huey. Cash got kicked out of chess club. So I call my husband to tell him and he's like, well, I mean, I guess he's going to be the toughest kid in chess club, but it was (laughs) very unlike, very unlike cash. Cash is not like, that's not what happens. So we go home, we have talks about why. We keep our hands to ourselves. There was some questions about a table being flipped, like he was on Real Housewives in New Jersey. I don't know. But he still (laughs) denies that he flipped a table. And I don't think he did because he fessed up to everything else. Um, But then that night, I'm 
I, I'm sure we've talked so he about. He lost his switch, by the way. So he lost yes, his he lost his switch. Until he could go so, to school and behave and apologize and apologize to his yep. teacher because it is very disrespectful to do that. So that night, um, I wake up and hear him like fumbling around, and I I know we've talked about this previously, but vomit not my day, not my deal. Cash threw up all over his room. So the first day I have the kids, what he gets kicked out of chess club, throws up all over. So then he's homesick with no switch because he's lost it until he goes back to school and apologizes. And we stick to that. And so he was home for two full days. Um, And he, I knew he, I mean, that's the only reason I'm sure he, he had to have not felt good at chess club because he just, that's just so unlike him. I hear I am <laughs> making excuses. He really, know, didn't mean right? to murder. he really well, didn't mean to murder that guy. <laughs> and anybody who knows us or has listened. So my kids are, my kid's a puker. Cash is just a puker. Oh. He's a puker to the point that we usually have a bucket beside his bed, well, even no. when he's not sick, just no, in case you. he wakes up in the middle of the night and throws up. The bucket was not there because I thought he was over That's it. That's because we don't do a bucket. You make <laughs> it to the bathroom. And he made it to the bathroom all the other times. So let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. So that was my stint um, babysitting. Then uh, I was I, – I stayed for another week because we worked and stuff. Yeah. So it was good. And then um, – We pretended that my, you're getting things organized. Yeah, we were just kind of shuffling things around, I think. I think that was the whole deal. And then Britt came up to Iowa, so I met her in Iowa so I could see everybody. And Huey and her and I had a kind of a codependent moment where we all slept in bed together um, at the hotel, which then made me sick. So then I was sick for an entire week. Which the best part is we had two other beds that were not being used. mm -hmm. I just... (laughs) Well, there's a real reason for that. Okay, the one was a loft, and I didn't want to put Ava on top of the loft because she was hanging off of it. And then I didn't want to sleep in the uh, – there was no airflow in the other room. I was starting to suffocate. It was I mean, it was, You didn't want Ava's uh, head Oh, yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought she was going to get her head cut off. I mean, it was completely yeah. – yeah, I thought her head was going to get cut off. In it was the a band. complete logical reason that we all slept in the same bed. No, no yeah. biggie. So – yeah, so I've had grandchildren since um, the week before Thanksgiving, and I just came back to Iowa this time to bring a kid back, and I have another little sweet grandbaby that was born on Auntie B's birthday. Yes. She held off. and but I um, forgot I even turned 34. I know, because you had sweet little, well, Hazel. Nelly. Her name. Nelly. Hazel. and uh yeah and so i'm taking two grandkids back with me till christmas because i don't want to get snowed in just with your father at christmas so if i take the grandkids back and we get snowed in then it won't be that big of a deal if i'm that's a whole other conversation for somebody's therapist (laughs) (laughs) that i hijack a hijack (laughs) a grandkid so that if i ever get trapped somewhere for christmas i have at least one kid with me but yeah. that seems perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems fine. Again, seems so fine. Our, our codependent 
life. I know. <laughs> I was supposed to be on. I was so mad. I missed the FaceTime call because I was supposed to be on FaceTime when Nellie was coming out of Taylor's hoo-ha so that I could be there and she knew exactly who I was so that I could oh steal, steal a baby. Oh I had to stay up all night. It was horrible. Oh my God. I was so tired. I'm like, I can't do that. that I'm too old for that crap. So yeah, that's kind of sums up sums up life, I think. I feel like we're missing a lot of stuff. Cash turned seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Yep. Seven. Mm-hmm. Hattie he... turned five. Five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. We've spent a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Me and Hattie have spent three weeks together. Like, I can say that that relationship is completely fractured now. And that we probably will never, neither of us will ever recover that child she argues with she will argue with me till I, and then she argues with me so much yeah well she argues with me so much that i start to think maybe she's right i don't know I think there's a word for that or diagnosis that she tried to convince me last night that her belly button popped off when she was three and she argued for a good solid 10 minutes finally i was like okay that's how it came out you're right and she's she has a lot of questions right now about how babies happen. So I'm just going to kind of stay away but from her for empathy. now. But she has empathy. But she has empathy. Yes. Well, all that I did text. <laughs> I texted Britt yesterday, and I'm like, I just want you to know that we have at least one kid in our family. It's not going to be a serial killer <laughs> because that we're baby, not making baby, excuses for. <laughs> yeah. The new baby was crying and Hattie was just, oh my God, beside herself. So upset. And she's like, I'm just crying because I'm so, I'm so sad because she's so sad. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She does have like real feelings. So good deal. (laughs) Mark that one off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So is that seems like our life a little bit, I guess. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll think of more things. Yeah, I think we left a lot out, but that's okay. We just it's for another another day, another podcast, uh, another craziness. Yeah, let's not let's not get all the crazy right out there. No, we got to let them keep coming back for more crazy. That's our niche. <laughs> niche. 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 Was that the word? Niche. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not niche. <laughs> At like least you didn't say like it. <laughs> it's like an itch you can't. You can't get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Talk about that our note. topic. <laughs> yeah. On that note, with my ability to speak appropriately, uh, we are going to, so we're going to do something a little different. Um, if anybody has ever read uh, Bailey and Birch. 25 essential skills and strategies for professional behavior analysts. That's what we're going to talk about. But if you haven't read it, I highly suggest you go and get it. This Mm -hmm. is what we, we have this built into our curriculum for supervision. And I, anybody I mentor, I highly suggest reading this book. And on a side note, I was Googling it so that I could download it to my Kindle because I have, I have two copies. I have, I must have your copy. I was going to say, I read this before I read this at the first conference we, I went to as a grand nanny. 
um, I bought this book and read yeah, it. I think I have your copy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. um, he's coming out where they are coming out with a 20, I don't know if it's 25 essential skills, but it's essential skills um, moving from a grad student to a CEO. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's on pre-order right now on Amazon. Um, cool. So it's not out yet. But I thought that was – I'm excited for that. So we're going to go through our 25 essential skills. And like I said, we're not really – we are technically still teaching, but we're not teaching on technical terms because somebody is about ready to test and become a BCBA. Not well, in 2023, I mean – I will say, and here's another plug. And now if we could get a kickback, that would be great. Or I could get reimbursed. But I did do <laughs> I did do the past the big ABA, which we have a part K now has a K now has a partnership with them anyway. We our supervisees all go through the program. But if anyone out there is getting ready to do that and is does not have that opportunity, that the six weeks has been super helpful. Now, do I know if I'm going to pass on the first try? I don't know, but I will say it really has helped. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I love someday I'll test. Yeah. Yeah. I think, really um, uh, I, my marketing person is going to kill me, but I think we're giving away one of their, we bought one of their manuals and we're going to be gifting it as, oh, uh, nice at the new year as one of our gifts. Aww. How nice of us. Gosh, we are no, great. Right? We're going to gift yeah. a Pass the Big ABA book, a Cooper, some trivia cards, and a parent handbook. None ah. of those were approved by the CFO or treasurer, as she's I know, saying. I know. It's all brand new information, but I love that. No, yeah. I, I mean, and Dana does a really good job. Like, she does have to, I mean, there are long sessions that she does long sessions and she does a really good job. So mm-hmm. I was excited. Okay. Back to 25 essentials. So let's. Um, so we're going to go through each chapter. <laughs> um, each podcast is going to be a chapter and we're just going to talk about kind of what he says and how it applies to our um, everyday work. Uh, <laughs> what and, not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, in the first chapter, it's essential biv- business skills, and it talks about like current image, first impression, um, mm. dress code. So all of these great things that I don't follow. Um. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, but the other yeah. other side of it. So we they he also talks. They also talk about. Um, Getting to know the person, the meeting etiquette, um, business meals, um, cell phone and messaging, impression management, and uh, um, when in Rome, so cultural differences. And I don't know if I, and I'm not saying this just because she's on this podcast with me, but I don't know if I grew up in like an odd, my mom was just like super crazy, but I feel like some of this is common sense. And well, like how to present yourself, like how to make eye contact. Don't be creepy eye contact, but make eye contact. Shake, shake a hand. Um, when you go into a meeting, make sh- look for a seating chart. Um, if there's not a seating chart, let your host kind of direct you where you're going to sit. If you're at a business dinner, use your manners. Don't chew with your mouth open. Um, 
The other one was if you're offered a food or drink, don't turn it down because they've gone through all that trouble to give it to you. Like all those things, I'm pretty sure you told me growing up. In my little, I was doing all of those in my khaki pants, in my polo. (laughs) So I didn't grow up like in a household that had a lot, a ton of manners or what we had to do. But my grandma was kind of a stickler for how you act. And she wasn't strict on things, but then I probably took it a little bit farther and like wanted, I mean, there's this whole issue of which I'm sure again, and you're a fire therapist, but wanting you to do things the right way. Like I never wanted, um, the thing that the reason that first impressions are so important or, or conducting yourself in a certain way is because if, if you are going to mess up or people aren't going to like you, you don't want it to be because you did it to yourself. You know, like what I'm, I don't think that's right, but you did, you didn't do it to yourself. Like I want you to go into a situation with as many tools to be successful as you could. And those were things that I could teach you or that were easy to teach that I could, that I felt like I could do. Now, can I give you like the knowledge to talk about ABA or could I give you the things to talk about a topic that you really love? No, but I could teach you to, you know, when you're in a skirt, put your knees together or (laughs) things like that. So I wanted to give you enough things that you were starting off having like a skill set and then what you did with that, you did, you know, whatever. But um, when I was thinking about this, I was looking, so I was just on a meeting today and we work, we work with a lot of people from different cultures mm-hmm. and um, I hopped on a meeting and I caught kind of the tail end of it. And we can have um, Kelly talk about this more, but um, we were talking to one of our companies and they said in their culture, which is predominantly East African, um, when you meet a when you meet a man and you're a woman, you shouldn't hold out your hand to shake their hand unless they indicate so first, mm. because it can put them in an uncomfortable spot um, because they're Muslim, because there's a lot of you know um, gender issues there and things like that. And so that was really interesting because I'm like, I think that's the first thing I do. Yeah. Um, when normally I do know that when we are meeting um, people. Um, in new companies, I am a little more reserved in what I say and what I do and kind of follow the lead of the company owner, um, just to make sure that I am trying to be culturally responsive, because I am very Midwestern, and we're very kind of open and, I don't know, make you a salad or whatever. (laughs) Well, and I think that also, we have to remember now with COVID too, there's a lot of... yeah. Especially that handshake thing, a lot of people mm-hmm. aren't anymore because no. of COVID. So, oh, yeah. Um, and adding to that and, etiquette, instead of always hold your hand out to shake a hand and shake a firm handshake, instead keep six foot of distance unless they mm-hmm. walk and approach you, and then you can close that distance gap. But that's a whole new thing is how close do you stand to people now versus how close did you stand to them before COVID, which I believe you should always have a six foot radius around me. I, I do too. It's actually mm-hmm. what it would be good. I appreciate not standing in line and having somebody breathe down my back. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, but that's a that, whole new it, thing. Well, and if someone has a mask on automatically, I know 
that they either are trying to protect me or they're not comfortable. And so I definitely am standing back. I'm not um, trying to get in their space. I'm not trying to shake their hand. I'm trying to be respectful of that. Uh, I, I think the other thing that we often run into, first of all, we're a 100, well, we're not 100% remote, but we're a majority of most of our employees are remote, which we know (laughs) the dress code. God, if you could look at both of us right now, let's just tell you, it's a little more cash than it should be. What? I have, you you have a a sweatshirt. If it's not hooded. That's casual. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It's. I wear I have, this on meetings I mean, all the time. Oh my gosh! Oh, and I have makeup I on have and on. my hair done. Oh. I do not see have y'all. That's what I say. Look how I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, and we do deal with a lot of people from very much more conservative backgrounds than most of our staff. And so we kind of all, when a new staff starts, we always kind of have a talk about, you know, I know it might be summer, but wear a thin shirt that has sleeves. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, try to, you don't, I'm not telling people to dress differently because I don't also don't want you to not be genuine to who you are, but just being a little more conservative things like that. Yeah. Like I grew up, I grew up in a time when I worked in administration in the hospital and I had an ankle tattoo. And at that time it was a tiny, tiny itty bitty little ankle tattoo that I got, which was a whole nother story. But I had to wear pantyhose if I wore like cropped or like ankle length pants where you could see like a little tiny portion of my tattoo. Now that's not how things are anymore. But yet, if yeah. you are going to meet with someone who's older, more conservative, sometimes it's okay to not, I mean, I don't know. This could be so, con- I can, I'm just thinking of our seven listeners well, and how controversial yeah. this could be. So I think, and if you read the first chapter of this book, they do say how unprofessional a lot of people in our field present themselves, which is... I agree can be very controversial, but I think that you can be true to yourself and still not offend people. Um, So one of our companies, yeah, one of our clients we work with in Minnesota, they are East African and we've worked with them now for almost a year and a half, almost two years. And this last trip I was up there was the first time that I wore didn't have my arms covered. I wore our polo because I was in the middle of the behavior, a problem behavior, and I was sweating. But because we, I have a closer relationship with those individuals and there were only female um, techs with me at the time, I felt comfortable enough to take off my jacket and uncovered now. I'm probably going to get written up because I also have a sleeve, half sleeve tattoo. Um, which is also why we I wear allow tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's different. You can still be yourself, but respect. I think that's the biggest thing right now, um, especially, and I'm a millennial, but I don't want to throw all of the millennials under the bus, but you can be yourself and still be respectful. There's, well, it's not one or the other. You, right. Don't wear torn jeans or dirty jeans or things like that. You can wear jeans because we're in a field where you're going to be on the ground. 
you're going to be working with clients. You're going to be doing all these things. Now, if you're at a business meeting, you can still wear jeans, just, you know, nice jeans or things like that. Um, the clothes don't matter as much to me as just how you present yourself being, um, mm -hmm. respectful and speaking kindly and things like that matters so much more now that I'm older, I guess when I was younger, maybe it bothered me more, but now I, I care so much more about how you treat someone. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. So anybody who my hair is purple right now, it's not like bright purple or anything like that. It's like a darker purple. And I worked in a center when I first was in the field who changed their policy that you had to have a natural hair color. And I swore mm -hmm. that once we opened our own, I'm, I don't care if you have a mohawk. I don't care if you're right. I, yeah. But I also think so. I want to do something fun with my hair for like a month and or a couple months, but I'm also physically traveling to go to see kids in schools in New Mexico. So I'm like, oh man, I have to wait until after that trip to do something crazy with my hair because I'm going to be in person. And one, I know that <laughs> Kelly and Anissa will not be happy when I break. 100% of I, I think I break all my dress code policies, which is not right. But. I don't we never any dress code policy we have is probably because of you. Probably. Yeah. I was just thinking of how I'm going to talk to y'all about bringing back um, or not bringing back allowing thick leggings. <laughs> I have a whole pitch. That's, on how to, that's how to all allow Kelly. Leggings. That's all Kelly. Uh, legging. Well, again, um, you have to, too, think about who you're working with. If you're in a home where that would make the family uncomfortable, if you as a tech wore leggings, or if you were in a home where, um, you know, mom was okay with that, then that I can see that being okay. But it just, I mean, again, depends. it's all... I. I think you have to be able to know what what is what you're doing. Um, I think one of his things is getting to know you. So, like, doing yep. your own homework about the things that you need um, that you might need help on, and then getting to know the people that you're working with. I think that's important. Uh, yeah. Just to know your audience. I don't know. If well, that's the right and so the analogy. other thing I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk more about is the. Um, it's on um, accepting food and drinks. Oh, meeting etiquette. So in your meeting etiquette, uh, they talk about pay attention to the seating pattern, introduce yourself, um, know who you are, who you're actually meeting, and then accept drinks and food because your hosts went through so much trouble getting those ready and then ask personal questions. Uh, so funny interest in – funny about introduce yourself. Uh, I was doing a training, a CPI training. And I think I introduced myself to the same person like three times because I was just so overwhelmed. So maybe not introducing yourself to the same person three times. Know who you're actually introducing yourself to. I was like, names. she knows you. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing, when we talk about food, and accepting food. Um, the best thing that I ever did was, so I love trying new things. So I put 
um, some spicy, like, uh, like a condiment on some meat or something that I was eating. And then I coughed for, I would say a good, was a half hour, probably mm-hmm. coughed. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, you know, in a, and I didn't know, like, it was the first time we'd met them. I was like, mm, maybe next time I just be a little more um, conservative when I'm trying new things so that, you know, I don't spend the next hour and a half beet red and coughing and, and being like, not, it was not good. Not good. It was really good, but it, it was so hot. Um, so let's talk about cell phones and text messaging. Cause here's where you and I fail. Well, you never mind. You don't fail at that anymore. Cause you don't ever answer no. yours. So this is, I was like, I don't even know. This is oh, true. my SIM card on my phone, work phone quit working. I forgot to tell you and Kelly that I have to, f- <laughs> So How long ago did that happen? I think it just happened today. I I have to. Uh-huh. Dustin has to look at it, but I am. I'm horrible at answering phone calls and text messages. Really bad. Terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But I think this is another one. Um, just being respectful, taking your this. I'm so bad at this, but like not even taking your cell phone out, just putting it away, mm-hmm. not bringing it out when you're meeting. Um, or if you are, so if you do have to have your cell phone on because you're the only one on call or you're expecting, you know, you know, something's going on then to say, Hey, um, I'm going to have to leave my cell phone out. I'm expecting a call, mm-hmm. a text or whatever. Uh, so I may have to step away and answer that so that they know the expectation of why you're, why you're doing it, but not to make that a, a very, um, like happen all the time definitely only once in a while. Well, and I think that carries over from business to personal too, because I know Mm -hmm. like when I was, I was just volunteering at um, the boys school and I don't know what happened that morning, but I think Kelly was out and it was just me and you and we were trying Mm -hmm. to figure something out. But I'm like, Hey, my phone, I'm sorry if I have to grab my phone because I'm we're trying to put out. Some I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, I call. Usually, if I call you like three times straight in a row, I just call, hang up, call, hang up, can't call, hang up. Then you'll or usually you call one phone, like, and then yeah. And I was like, oh man. So that I think also carries over to personal too, because phones are and it can also be said for messaging on your computer because a lot of people now have tablets that they take data on or computers that they take data on and remembering like they, you can tell when you're sitting and typing and talking to someone versus taking data, even if you're being observed via telehealth. Like that is one of my biggest things where I'll be like, show me your computer because I can tell that they're not, they're not taking notes and not, doing what they should be on that computer. But um, phones are just so bad. And uh, the other thing he talks about with phones is confidentiality. So remember when you're talking on a phone, like not to say, especially if other people are around you, not to say client names, not to give identifying information, uh, different things like that. So if you're in a space where you can't get away from people, then it might be best to go to that secure messaging and message mm-hmm. back and forth that way. Um, that way you're or, not that HIPAA. 
telling the person you're talking to, because some of us are a little bit older and uh, sometimes their phone volume is a little bit higher than maybe other people's. So like saying to the person you're talking to, hey, I'm in the airport or whatever, just so you know, like, let's not talk about, let's not use names. Let's not talk about confidential information or use initials or whatever, because everyone can hear. And usually if it's like, I try not to talk because that drives me crazy when I'm like at the airport or whatever. And there's a person sitting next to me having like a full blown like business meeting right beside me loud, like like, pull yourself away from the group. If you have to do that, that's just good common sense. Well, and the other thing with phones too, to remember for that confidentiality and that HIPAA is if you're putting a client's address in your phone, that is, Mm. you need to turn off all of your, um, location finding and things like that and make sure it doesn't save into your phone because that's a a HIPAA breach is having that address in your phone, especially if you use it every day um, and know where they go. So phones are, phones are hard and they're everything now. They're computers, everything. Um, Let's talk about impression management. I saw I was just looking, I'm like, mm, I think in general in life, you should probably go into a situation with wanting people to think a certain way of you, but it never, so that's the other problem. I feel like if I try to go into a meeting with like a certain idea in my head of how I want someone to like leave, <laughs> leave thinking of me, like that's when it goes really south. And so I feel like I have to give like a, just a modified version of myself and hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah. I don't I know if that's get, right. I either people go one way or the other with me. They're either completely petrified of me after a meeting or <laughs> they're like, is this person even serious? Like, no, there's no in between for me. And so the impression management is interesting because whenever Anissa and I go into a meeting, we also <laughs> kind of know which role each of us is going to play in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we bring Kelly in, we, we, before the meeting, we identify, okay, who's going to be kind of the strong arm person, who's going to be the um, relaxed, and who's going to be the best friend of of the company or client. And for some reason, you always end up getting to be the super nice one. And That's because I just am a nice person. It's because you try, you try to get me to be nicer in meetings. <laughs> well, and the other thing... The other thing is when you go into um, meetings is we always, for the most part, we usually will let people know that we are related <laughs> because, because there is definitely a dynamic. We, we do really well, but after probably the second time we meet with someone or like we were bringing on a new consulting um, company or something, we let them know because it, we can't keep it quiet for as long. It's different now because we work on very different projects. Like I don't feel like we work together at like in the, in the, in the front kind of like, I guess the first meetings and things like that. I usually do those myself and you're kind of in the back and we bring you out we release the Kraken and then we put you away again. But it used to be where we'd always be like, you know, just so you know, we are related. The best part is they usually 
assume the roles are flipped. Not in you and, but the way they're always like, oh, it's your mom. So you have to listen to her. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish. That's <laughs> never how it works. No. Mm-mm. I'm never, uh, never. Well, uh, (laughs) the other thing he talks about is um, relating, like tell a story about yourself or relating to yourself. Well, I believe that you can overdo this. Like that would be me. (laughs) There can be a point where it's like, stop talking about yourself. Okay. They Mm -hmm. understand that you go through similar situations or they understand that they're trying, you're trying to be personable, but quit talking about yourself because, (laughs) and not that you do that. That wasn't towards you. I swear. But But no, this one's hard because, um, I was, I was reading an article about, I think this was during, it it wasn't necessarily business wise, but it was trying to be relatable to other people, like when they're going through hard times and how to offer support. And Mm -hmm. by you saying, oh, I went through something similar, that actually, it's not, (laughs) not always helpful. And so I do find myself having to be like, oh yeah, don't, until you get to know the people or whatever. I'm like, I try really hard and I try to relate to them so that we have, um, like we have some common ground, but I do try really hard not to share so much. Plus, I mean, again, the crazy, it's just sometimes a little much for people. Just, it's sometimes a little much for me and I live it. Like I have people all the time be like, I cannot believe that your family is like they are. And I'm like, you're going to have to be more specific. There's just a lot of there's a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Uh, any last thoughts on that chapter? I know it's been a while since you've read it. Um, no, I think, like I said, I think that if you at least can start off in a good place, then, um, and not, I'm not trying to change what everyone looks like, feels like, thinks like, but if you just think through these things, um, before you go and do things, I think it helps. I don't know. Well, so that kind of wraps up our etiquette, our 25 essential skills conversation, um, and our catching up. If anyone has any tips or tricks for anybody testing, I think we have four people testing coming up. Four? Yeah. So there's three of us that are really close and then one that will be this summer. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mentioned the summer to her and her eyes got really big. Um, yeah. So maybe a little later. <laughs> maybe a little uh, yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. So test tricks are always great to hear. I would love to hear some of them. Um, it's, She's panicking about it's a, her whiteboard, y'all. So give any whiteboard suggestions. <laughs> I'm panicking about everything. What are you talking about? I mean, whiteboard is just one of them. Every night I just run through... So I paralyze myself by panicking in the fact that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this or I need to look up this. I forgot what SD was. I'm like, what does that, what's an SD do? Like, why do you need an SD? Um, I'm like, the only thing that I feel, I, I, no, I don't feel, I don't feel confident with anything. In fact, on one of my observations, who did I have to call this weekend? Okay. Yes. She Last person on my list. I but had to call the last person on my list. You only needed to call me because you had to hear for yourself what you were saying. I actually don't think I gave you any advice on that 
you were just talking to me. And I would be like, "Uh uh-huh. I was actually wrapping presents as I was talking to you. Like, yep, that's exactly what you're going to do. Don't know why you needed help. You know what you're doing. (laughs) You're not going to screw up. I don't know. I don't, I I don't know what happened. I don't even remember what it, I don't even remember what this why I caught like what was the instructional oh, control. Regain, and I, yes, yeah, we talked about this, and it's the regaining of the instructional control. And we have a lot of new texts, and that regaining of instructional control. It's hard. What that tech wasn't understanding was that it's this it's this constant cycle. Of, of repairing of and repairing and repairing and instructional control and then you lose the pair because the kiddo had this this little <laughs> he's really cute but he just he would do his own thing and then bringing that back and and so I think that's that was the hardest thing I'm much better at explaining things now than I was at the beginning because I actually enjoy telehealth way more than being in the actual room <laughs> like that would be pure panic pure panic plus i think he was a spitter he was a spitter that would have i would have been out of the room yes out out of the room so yeah but i did have to call a i call i had to call a friend and unfortunately it was a sunday and you were the only one i wanted to bother (sighs) you were helpful yeah i was helpful sitting there in silence i appreciated it it was so nice i can you can tell when i'm really panicking too because you're actually very nice to me so that's always good (laughs) when my calm voice comes out most people have a therapist voice i have a calm voice yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well that wraps it up for another episode of teaching my mother aba So make sure you head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions because apparently we have a ton of stuff going on. So excited, giving away some great things. Also, we have um, CEUs and mentorship opportunities, curriculum development. Sign up for our Be In The Know Patreon to access some great free stuff. And then as always, thank you to KNOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and for Pretty Easy Podcasts for agreeing to continue to do this with us. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. ABA.